Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I am on the internet um, talking about music as usual, but also talking about hot sauce. This is a weird episode in the sense that if you've been listening to the show at any point over the past eight years or so, uh, you've heard me talking to a lot of musicians, and usually I'm talking to them about their music. I'm talking to, to them about uh, new records that are coming out or big shows they have coming up or just about a band's history. And this one, we're talking about music a bit, but we're also talking about hot sauce. And uh, I think that this is kind of a fun way to branch out a little bit. I've done some shows in the past that have been about show posters, some that have been about music photography, and I'm always trying to find interesting ways to kind of talk about the local music scene and people who are in the local music scene, but then, you know, go off in other directions. So I think Hot Sauce is, you know, it's, it's an interesting enough direction, and it's definitely something that I don't talk about every week on the show. So I think uh, the best way to kick us off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and what it is you do, and then we can talk about Hot Sauce and music and everything in between. Uh, well, my name is Josh. I'm a musician, play in a bunch of local bands and some bands with artists from out of province, and uh, I'm a part of Intergalactic Sauces. Cool. And I'm Dan. I just do Intergalactic Sauces now. I used to play music. That kind of fell to the wayside for a bit, and this is now my passion. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, and so, I mean, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but this this started out as when I first heard of you guys anyway, I mean, I, I had obviously, you know, heard of you in the music side of things, but the intergalactic sauces side was, I think I remember seeing things about uh, pop-ups with the tacos you guys were doing yes. at, yes. at local yep. shows. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Uh, we've done Metal Fest. We've done Metal Fest fundraisers. We did, we did uh, a Chadstock fundraisers. Yeah. We did Chadstock twice. Okay. We did a wedding social for friends of ours who the groom is in a local band. So we've... Yeah, music's always been a kind of a crossover for yeah. us. Yeah, also, I've also we also did a sauce for um, for local bands as well. Oh, like a customized sauce for a local yeah. band. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So I guess like what? Why tacos? First of all, I mean I know the hot sauce kind of grew from there, but what would inspire someone to uh, just suddenly start selling tacos at shows? It's a great idea, but where does that come uh, from? Uh, I don't even know how it really started. It was like a friends of ours were having a house party and I was like, I want to cater it. Right. And I was like, let's do tacos. And I had just bought a smoker. So I was like, let's do smoked meats and like different smoked proteins. So we had like vegans options and all that stuff. And it kind of just grew from there and like just doing house parties, house shows and to eventually doing, um, venues and festivals yeah well it makes sense right because people are hungry at shows and uh absolutely you don't really see that you have to walk across the street to subway or whatever like you know or 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 something like that and you don't really get food you want at a show you just what's open at 11 o'clock at night right yeah and like we offered something that was like nice quick 
and had a somewhat healthy option. Okay. So what is, I guess, your, your background then as far as food? Because obviously, you know, someone can't just decide, I'm making tacos now, and just go about it, because it's not going to be good, right? So you guys obviously have a background uh, when it comes yeah. to making food and preparing food and everything. So both of us have spent a long time working in restaurants. Uh, we actually met working in a restaurant a number of years ago, and it was one of those uh, situations where it was my first day, and so I was thrown on a prep station hey, this guy's going to show you the ropes today. Okay. That guy was Dan. And uh, he was listening to like Kai, like Desert Rock Caius or something or whatever it was. And that's my bag musically is mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. So we bonded right away yeah. over the music that we were listening to. And then I think specifically he was on a protein station. So like cutting up brisket and stuff. So then we started talking about food. Yeah. And it all just kind of like <laughs> snowballed from there. And then like, eventually like we started working our way into the hot sauces and I brought him on doing tacos and all that stuff. And it's just, it's become a great relationship. That's, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's what, that's what you want to have, right? Especially that, that yeah. you've had this experience working together professionally as well as doing now this, which is like, you know, becoming hopefully bigger than, than, than you would have imagined when you started it. Um, it's yeah. beyond. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into because I mean, right now, you know, the COVID pandemic, everyone is affected in some way or another. I've been doing this mm-hmm. show twice a week throughout this whole time. And every artist I've talked to, they can't play shows, they can't tour, they can't rehearse. And they're finding other ways to kind of keep themselves busy and to make money. Yeah. And I imagine that this has got to be part of why you're doing the sauce so heavy right now, right? Yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, for me, that's been a huge part of it. I went from playing, you know, two or three shows every week. Yeah. And having festivals in the summer and and rehearsals and like just being immersed in that to having it all just grind to a halt in March of last year. Well, it's not even just the music too, like our all the restaurants. Well, and the restaurants and closed sure, down. Sure. Like we were, you know, we were out of work for months at the beginning. So to have something to put our creative energies and, and our time into and like just became this okay we'd already been doing it but that sort of allowed us to like really hone in well, and focus let's jump on this yeah. now and and then we you know we uh we're both in the music scene so we've got a lot of friends and just people were finding out about it and we find that like the majority of the people locally that are buying our sauces are you know either restaurant workers or yeah industry people or musicians you know so it's been it's just been a really nice community thing to sort of fill the gap of not having shows, not having anything, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, or anything yeah. for that matter. Well, yeah, and I guess there's a lot of and crossover too in those two audiences, right? In terms of musicians and, and restaurant people, because yes, a lot of musicians, mo- most musicians I know, have worked at restaurants at one time or another, yeah. right? So yeah, like the running joke is always that you can walk into a kitchen on your first day, and by the end of that shift, you've formed a band with the other people working. Right in that kitchen, Don't right? Like, because <laughs> it's like you get to talking, and it's like, oh, you know, you're a singer in this band, and this guy plays bass in that band, and like it's yeah. big time crossover. There's like yeah. ten drummers for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's and it's, we were talking uh, earlier. It's been great too because the people that we work with, like, we're responsible for the inside of the bottle, but the yeah. the the group of people that we have working with us who have been able to keep working yeah uh, you know has been really great too so so like our artwork is done by like for the for the first four bottles that we have 
Uh, they're done by Harley out of Regina. Okay. Uh, Necrographics, and he's been part of the music scene there for years and up in Prince Albert as well. Cool, cool. And then, like, our layouts and all the graphic design stuff has been done by McKella here in the city. And, like, those people have just, like, been able to, like, really help us out and just really make our product pop. Yeah, and then Scott Devine prints the stickers and the labels and did our shirts on both rounds of shirts. So like Well he's done my merch and he's been on my show too talking about that side of things. Yeah. You know, and he's the guy who you go to when you're in a band and you want that kind so like this is our merch and we just went to the guys that we know from the music scene. Yeah, and still allows us to like really like focus on the community. Like Yeah. Is is it? I mean, obviously, the the main difference is that you're working with food instead of playing a show. But I mean, yeah. it, it sounds like it's very similar in the DIY aspect of it, and that you're kind of putting this together with with friends and with with colleagues from the music scene. And it, there's obviously a lot of creativity that goes into it beyond just the flavors and everything. So, yeah, is it kind of using the same part of your brain as you would be using to promote a band or to you know absolutely a hundred percent? For me, there's almost no difference other than the pro like the end product. The only well, I feel like the one difference is like you can't be like here's a link, check out my band. Right. You can't really, like, someone has to... They have to taste it, right? They have to have no samples. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, really it's, hard to pitch that sample. It's the same way that, you know, like, you go to a record store, you see a, a CD that you like of a band you've never heard of, but the album art grabs your attention. So totally, like, totally. I'm going to get that, and then you go home and you put it on and it blows your mind, or, you know, so yeah. there's that aspect of it. And, and I think that's, for me, that's why I'm so, like, proud of, like, the team that works behind the sauces. Yeah, like behind the labels and behind the artwork, and I, yeah. they're so important to us. And like any artist that we commission to do, like our specialty releases, we have Katie, who did yes. Oh, um, the hot sauce really just fried my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did the label for the band, right? Did she not, Katie Moon Art? Yeah. Well, anyway, so... regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're obviously getting high on your own supply right here with the yeah. <laughs> hot sauce. But, um, what I was going to say, though, is, I mean, like, now that this is kind of picked up, which is, hot sauce, first of all, it, it seems to be a thing, right? It seems like, for whatever reason, hot sauce continually is popular. It's one of those things that people always want because people always want to eat and people always want to be, yeah. you know, trying to be as spicy as possible. And, I mean, you're, you're obviously like the only people doing hot sauce in the city and not even the only people with a connection to the music scene. I mean, I've, I've had uh, no. Patrick yeah. from 1882... Uh, fruit-based hot sauce on my show a couple years ago and he's putting out cds on the side and, and he's making his own you know experimental music and stuff yeah. so it's there's definitely a connection there between for whatever reason between hot sauce and the music scene and so i mean are you hoping that once all this blows over if it blows over and shows start happening again and festivals start happening again are you wanting to continue doing the taco thing and continue showing up at shows or have things shifted now that you've been sort of just producing the hot sauce i would love to yeah. I would love to keep doing that because we, it, there's nothing more. It is like playing a show when we're setting up and we, it's go time. Yeah, well, and yeah. we just have like a lineup of people, and we have to just shell out these tacos. Yes, yeah. it's like being on stage. It's like being on stage. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll come back around, and we'll get back to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. This may be a weird question, but do you? I'm assuming your preference is going to be you're going to say music, but I mean, do you get the same kind of joy out of this? Is it? I mean, I know, like, I mean, Josh, especially you, you've been playing music for so many different people and backing them up on drums for people at all different levels of success, and you, you've, you know, you've done festivals and tours and things like that. What is this kind of creating this and then 
having people taste it and like it and enjoy it and buy it, how does that compare to what oh, you were doing in your I main job? It's very similar, honestly. Like, I agree with you. Because it's, you know, in the way that I used to um, get a set list and learn all the songs and then do the rehearsals and then have those those jitters and those nerves and then get on stage and have everything kind of just fall away. Right. And then have the interaction with the crowd and come off stage and feel like that was, that was awesome. It's very much the same with this. You know, we we're in the kitchen, we're making the sauce and then we're letting it sit and then we come back and we bottle it. And then we get all excited when the labels come in and we get yeah. those put on every, every and release is like playing a show. Totally. And then once it's like, and then on release day, like we're excited and we get it out there and then yeah. we get the feedback from people. And yeah, it's very, very much the, the, and, same and it's, it's almost the same excitement as like, like when we release a specialty sauce, like when yeah. we do our one-offs, it is almost like an album release. Okay. okay I can see that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which that's how I feel, anyways, and I feel like every every release we're just like here's a little piece of like what we like. Well, it's like putting out a single, right? Like, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it for sure. So, what is it about hot sauce? Like, I mean, why do you think hot sauce is so popular? I like it. I I was very excited to get the, the sample you guys gave me because I eat hot sauce on most well, things. But people we, are insane. It's, <laughs> it's sort of, well, it feels it feels like the same way that craft beer kind of came in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And it was something yeah. new and something different and something where like every beer that you have from whatever brewery is going to be different and exciting. And and so I think with hot sauce lately, like the trend is growing that, you know, it's that new exciting thing to put on your food that isn't sure. just the same stuff you buy at the store. And Yeah, it's not your mom's like Tabasco sauce. Yeah, right. Not the generic bottle of whatever red thing yeah. you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, the that's a good comparison actually. The craft beer thing because yeah, the, 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 a lot of that stuff has the, that. the 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 DIY labels and the interesting artwork and the, the yeah. you know, experimental flavors and things like that too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I think about like collective arts from Hamilton, and I first discovered that beer on tour. Okay. And then now, and they do the same. Like they have volumes of their beers, so like they're on number fourteen or whatever, and it's with a an artist and it's a label and it's a layout and I get jacked when I go to the, uh, to the, you know, the grant or whatever, Yeah. see a new one and you look at the can and you're like, ah, this is awesome. And then you try it and like, it's yeah. a whole experience, right? And, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the way we see it in like kitchens and like when you're plating a dish, it's like people eat with their eyes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, like he said earlier, it was like when you see an album art and you just like, Oh, this looks sick. You buy it and you put it on your turntable and it's, mind-blowing usually it's anyway like, right yeah <laughs> usually you yeah. the right choice you get, yeah. so, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's a miss but yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you buy the chronic but the uh the uh it's censored the, the censored version did you do that <laughs> i he did, did. That. and it's you know what that. and we listened to it and it was still like it's awful it was so bad but it was so fun at the same time i had but. a uh censored version uh, i can uh, you remember when uh when smash came out the offspring that, that album was yeah. so huge, everyone had it. And yeah. I, I got a copy, a used copy, off a friend of mine whose parents, I think, had self-censored it. Like, they went in there and I, like literally deleted all the swears <laughs> on, the, on the tape. They went in on the tape and, like, with a double cassette recorder. So this was, like, yeah, this yeah. painstakingly edited version of the album. And it, I wish I still had it because it was actually pretty cool, the fact that someone had taken the time to, not, like, read the lyrics and, and then go in and, yeah, yeah. So it was... Uh, How meticulous, yeah. Yeah. It was annoying to listen to <laughs> You know, because you're <laughs> you're like 14 or whatever, and you want to hear, you know. Yeah, you want the swear. Yeah, yeah right? of course. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I was, was going to ask upset. about the uh, the hot sauce, though, is I mean, you know, doing this show as long as I have, 
I, I get the process of, you know, when someone puts out a record and they want to get to the next level with that record. They want to get it distributed. They want to get it in stores. They want to do all of that. They want to tour with it. What is the next step with Hot Sauce? Once you've kind of, you know, tapped out the local show music scene market, which, I mean, that seems like where your fans are, right? But how do you kind of get bigger uh, with a food product? And is it similar so, to the record business? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we've been... Um, on this round of sauces, we've been doing a lot of promo stuff. We've been sending it out, uh, to different people within the industry. Um, we're looking at getting into brick and mortar. We want to get into stores. We've talked with, um, a restaurant in town about doing like a, a wing feature, oh, cool. you know, getting it, getting it into, into a, a bigger uh, market that way. And, and, and then like, it's the same with like you send send a record to get reviewed as well. Yeah, like and like there's so many people totally. who do hot sauce reviews, especially oh, really? now. Okay, that makes sense. Like, I, I just never never heard to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and, like, the... you have them; they review it or and they promote it if they like it. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. It's basically just getting it into as many hands as you can. Yeah, and like just and, like your album and, sh- sure, yeah. and shooting yeah. our shooting our shot was sending it out to like influential people, the same way that like I remember. Uh, playing a show at the zoo one year and one of the other bands found out that Ralph James was there that night and like gave him a CD, like, Hey man, check this out. Yeah. Right. And it's the same for us to be sending out to influential people and just see what happens with it. Right. Yeah, hopefully the right person casual. loves it, right? The right person loves it. And starts, yeah, starts raving exactly. about it online or whatever. And then boom, yeah. you got a bunch of new, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. The way I look at it with, in terms of that is if you look at um, heartbeat, and what they did with uh, what's his name for UFC, the guy from yeah, I don't know the name, but the, the states. But anyways, he, they developed a hot sauce just for him. Oh, nice. Okay, because he found their hot sauce and loved it. And that's and that, that's how you do and it, right? You got to find just, yeah, yeah. And now they're just blown up, and I love it. That's cool. That's cool. Is there like a a community of hot sauce makers? I mean, are you kind of yes. in touch with other people doing basically craft hot sauce, if, if that's what you're calling it? I mean, we're we're starting to like Canto and yeah, Canto and Saskatoon. And Saskatoon, we've been you know we talk with them and we did a podcast last week, two weeks ago, last week, whenever that was. Oh, last week, yeah. And um, one of the we've been gifted some sauces uh, from a customer who was like, hey, "You need to try these," and she cool, gave yeah. us a bunch of sauces from the states. And so we tried one of them and tagged them in our Instagram and the guy like responded to us and we ended up following each other. And now we, you know, kind of chat. And so, yeah, it's very like, once again, it's very much like the music scene where like it's a close knit family and we're brand new kind of just coming into it. But yeah, it's, it's fun discovering all these small companies because I didn't know a lot of them existed. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the best thing about the internet too right now is that like, you know, every little niche hobby or interest has, has its own community. And I mean, like, you know, hot sauce is like anything else, right? I mean, even podcasting in Winnipeg, they're, they're, we have this little community we've built over the past few years and there's people doing all kinds of crazy shows that like I originally had no idea about. And now people, you know, people get in touch and chat and we meet once a month and everything. And it's like anything else. Yeah. Like there's, 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 there's a place online for any weird idea you have, whether it's hot sauce, whether it's, you know, starting a record label, whether it's starting a band, a pocket, whatever, right. There's, there's someone out there. Which is is pretty cool. Finding those communities is really, really refreshing. Yeah. (laughs) Just to know, like, if you do have questions, you can, again, roll the dice and see if they can help you out. Right. Yeah. This guy or this girl has done it 
already and they've gone through all the stuff you've gone through and they they probably know yeah. how to yeah yeah that's good well and i mean like even locally my cousin just sold a relatively big business that they had in the city that grew quite big okay so he uh, like prairie box like the meal service okay. so yeah, he's yeah. already done the diy to expanding so you know like he's a guy that we talk with about just what are the logistics of like what's our next step or yeah. you know that sort of thing so yeah it's nice to have that yeah sounding board yeah, basically someone you can bounce your ideas yeah. off and, yeah. and pick their brains yeah definitely so um you know because uh, i know we have been talking about music sort of throughout this but because this is a music show first and foremost what are you guys up to right now as far as music if you, obviously the pandemic has, has put a wrench in all of this but before yeah. you know if it was a normal year like what would you be doing if anything uh <laughs> musically i mean josh i know you'd be busy right with uh yeah busy. if, if this was, if this was a normal year i would have just finished up festival of course yeah yeah um <clears throat> this past summer was lined completely with out-of-town festivals and we were we were signed on to a rodeo circuit getting flown out to oh, wow. to headline these rodeo shows and you know country fest and these sorts of things it, it, it's all been taken away but we're one of the bands i'm playing with we're doing an online show for a fundraiser for an event out in alberta okay in a couple of weeks so like and we're gonna do it like this same way like through zoom basically so there there are still finally there's kind of stuff coming back yeah, there's still avenues Musically. to perform, but it's just it's just it's just a weird different infrastructure, I guess. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. It's for the first time ever it's gonna be broadcast instead of us going out there and doing it. Yeah. Do you do you do you foresee this uh obviously I hope and I'm sure everyone does hope that things are gonna get back to some semblance of normality, but do you think that it's ever gonna be the same? Or do you think that we're gonna be always like going forward now in a weird kind of alternate uh way of going to shows, whether that's some kind of social distancing or, or smaller venue, smaller uh, audience sizes or things like that. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think it'll affect different venues and events in different ways. Like the bar scene, I think will come back sooner because like the park theater is a perfect example, yeah. you know, where they, they do their show, but you're in your row of seats and you know, that might still, that's, I could see that being a thing for a while before people are allowed to mingle but as far yeah. as festivals it's really hard to say i don't see festivals <laughs> i don't know how to pull it off yeah i don't see how it'll work yeah like i'm involved with you know with the folk festival for example and it's an ongoing discussion as to like how is this going to look yeah going yeah. forward and i think everyone's having those same conversations how do we if we need to how do we safely have people into our venues and are people still going to come i think they will i think people are oh, are so starving for yeah yeah music and human interaction and that connection between the band and the audience but it'll come back it's just going to be interesting to see how yeah yeah it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll, one thing i've always wondered too, and this might be just be my like fantasy dream here uh hopeful wishful thinking but I kind of hope that, you know, because everyone is affected by this equally, I mean, not equally, but it's, it's affecting everyone, whether it's, uh, yeah. you know, a mm -hmm. band in someone's basement or a band that's touring or a band that's playing, you know, arena shows, right? Everyone, no one can play. So I'm hoping that there's some kind of uh, weird offshoot of this that 
that kind of puts everyone on a more of an equal level because once everything starts back up, everyone's going to be kind of starting at the same time, basically from scratch. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. all the new projects that started up over the pandemic of people That's who have really all this music they want yeah. to do, right? So I don't know. What do you yeah. think about I that? Think it, I'm I worried th- about the oversaturation. Well, it's going to be interesting because I think like it has leveled the playing. It's humbled a lot of people. Like yeah. I have friends who have been professional touring musicians for the last 30 years who are now finding themselves working like a normal job. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Kind of waiting for everything to level out. And then, you know, I was, I was in Long McQuaid a couple of weeks ago getting sticks talking with one of my buddies who's a drummer who works there. And he was saying like the amount of young kids that have come in over the last six months to get a drum set or a guitar or a piano, because there's nothing else to do. So they may yeah. as well. Might as well learn. Awesome. Yeah. So, so there's going to be this weird like surgence of new kids coming like new talent coming in meeting with all of us old school just trying to get back to what we were doing. Yeah. And it's going to make for a lot of good music at the very least, right? Like there's going to be no yeah. shortage of people who want to play and yeah. you know, maybe it's going to be more backyard shows or properties outside of town having events like who knows, but yeah, it's really hard to say how this is going to affect things in the long run i just don't want to lose more venues <laughs> yeah no of course not yeah 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 well and on one hand too like as someone who doesn't really like big crowds and and loves backyard shows on one hand i hope there's tons of that because they're great but then on the other hand that doesn't really make a lot of money for the artists and you know yeah. i mean someone playing in my backyard is not going to be as worthwhile for them as as you know as professional <laughs> musicians as it would be yeah, to play yeah. like park theater or play the you know uh, wherever right? like the, the pyramid or something yeah yeah but i think it's also given an, an interesting opportunity for artists to connect uh very directly to their fan yes. bases yes because i you know one of the artists i play with we did a uh, she released uh, an album and a single a couple months ago. And as part of the pre-sale, if they bought the VIP package, we invited them into a Zoom call. Oh, cool! That I sat I sat in. So we like hung out with fans of hers from Arizona and Texas and Ontario and you know like all over the place. And we just yeah. hung out and like, hey, if you guys have questions for us, now is your chance. Like. That's a really good idea. So there's, cool, yeah. I, there is the the whole like online Zoom show thing. I think has brought, it's made artists way more accessible, hundred percent. Yeah, because they're all sitting yeah. at home. They're not playing arenas and big shows and big tours, but they still want to be relevant. So you are seeing maybe an artist that wouldn't necessarily be someone that you could talk to now being someone. Like the Dave Grohl um, and uh, Nenshi. Yeah, yeah, Grohl, that was super drummer. cool. Yeah, Like, perfect example. Like, he's a good guy, but it might not have worked out for them to connect the way they did. He just had the time. Yeah, he had the time to but do he's, it. Yeah. But yeah. he's yeah. like, he had to, you know, they shut down a world tour and he's going, well, how do I connect with my fans? Yeah. So I think, yeah, you, it's not beneficial monetarily, but I think like on a yeah, makes artist sense. To, to fan base... It's been great. Cool. And we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. Well, I guess how, we, we all have to merge. We all have to wait and see what happens. It, it could. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's completely uh, unknown at this point. But um, yeah. And look. Oh, go ahead. Look for Winnipeg. It's we. Our numbers are gradually getting lower, which is nice. But yes. like, obviously, everyone's got like their foot in the door, be like, okay, don't let it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can I can see us having shows again at like the Park Theater. Oh yeah. Like Josh was saying. Yeah, for sure. 
And so, which I'm really hoping for because that's one of my favorite <laughs> That's my favorite as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Great yeah. And they, they did some shows. Like, I mean, I, I, when they first, yeah. when the things first eased a little bit, they did a few shows. And I went to the Scott We went Nolan to the one. first. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we was, went to the. Uh, which one? We went to the first one. I went to the. What was the first one? It was uh, Votov. Yeah. Okay. Like, we went to one of the first shows they did, and it was like. It was just, we remember saying to each other, like, this is weird because we got to sit in a chair. We can't go to the bar yeah. ourselves, but yeah. is it ever nice to yeah. be watching a live band? Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Scott Nolan one, which I think was the first one they did uh, before yes, they did yeah. that, that one. And it was, it was really, really weird. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I feel bad saying it because I'm, I just, I wanted to keep doing shows, but it was so strange, but I loved it. Like I was, I was so happy to yeah. be out of the house and in a room with, exactly. with people all in kind of engaged in the same, the same event together. Yeah. And, uh, if that's how it has to happen, I'm cool with that as long as like yeah, it yeah, starts up same here. Yeah. yeah, like I went to the Vagina Witchcraft CD release. I went to oh, the nice. Fractal CD release. Both of those both albums those are amazing, are... by the way. Those are like killer albums. Both. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My local album favorites. Yeah, yeah, year, they were both so. on my list last year for sure. So, um, back to the hot sauce though. If people want to find your hot sauce, what is the best way to do that? I mean, if they want to, uh, whether it's order some or or talk to you about, you know tasting summer or, or whatever what's the best uh option to get in touch our instagram and our facebook just yeah, simply so. look up intergalactic sauces and twitter yeah and I, yeah i started <laughs> twitter just i'm not a twitter person for the, i started it for just connection reasons sure but it's great for that yeah prime yeah it, it really is yeah it's a great tool but prime like historically instagram and facebook yep at intergalactic simple, sauces. send us a dm and we can set things up right from there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I tried some of these uh, before we did this and uh, my tongue is still a little bit numb. So I'm kind of curious to listen back to this and see how much slurring I'm doing uh, during the interview. <laughs> but no, it's really good and I'm glad you guys are doing it. I'm glad, I'm glad people are, are finding ways to to stay active and stay creative and, and, and you know, just do things during this weird-ass time we're in that are um, still worthwhile and still and still still fun and interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm glad you're doing this and uh, hopefully music comes back. But uh if it takes yeah. longer than we think, at least you got the hot sauce business going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just want music. To come back. Oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so. <laughs> but I mean, we, we spend you know four hours a day doing deliveries. Sometimes listening to music the entire time, talking about yeah. starting a new project, and then talking nice. about like the <laughs> next project, the we next sauce do. we're gonna do, or you know, it's nice. Like we we hand deliver, so we're getting out, we're seeing our friends, you know, from down the the driveway, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's been good to connect with people that way too. 